Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, and thanks very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode, a funky new nutritional test designed down in West Cork. And if you are a business, how do you go about planning for next year, given all of the uncertainty that is out there? But as we slide towards Christmas, the number of festive events happening around Cork continues to grow. And making a very welcome return this year is the Alpine Skate Trail and Ice Rig at Photo House and Gardens. And in a particularly cool move by the company, Cool Running Events, they are going environmentally friendly using HVO fuel to power events this year. I've no idea what that is, but creative director for Cool Running Events, Orla O'Neill will help me with that. Hi Orla, how are you? Hi Jonathan, very good, thank you. And you? I'm very well, lovely to talk to you. First of all, what is HVO fuel? HVO is a hydrogenated vegetable oil. So it uses waste product and it um, creates a a fuel that we can put into the generators for the ice rink. It's it's amazing. Okay, so are you you powering the ice rink on on chips then? Or at least what what was used to cook chips? (laughs) Um, it's not dissimilar to that, yeah. It's that and, a, and other waste products and it has been treated, you know, um, so there's absolutely no smell whatsoever. You'd never know there was anything, um, you know, there, there, there was there's certainly no smell of fried food anyway coming out of the back. It reduces carbon hugely. It reduces nitrogen oxide, carbon monoxide, everything, you know, so it's extraordinary and it just fits in perfectly with the generator. It is compatible with regular diesel. Now, we checked this out with the company that supplies us with the generators and the chillers. We gave it to them for a weekend. They put it through their generators and they said, absolutely, no problem. It's perfect. Mm, Perfect. I mean, you you do consume a lot of energy because you have to keep things cool, which uh, in the Irish climate uh, can be quite tricky from time to time. Um, But also it probably gives you a bit of certainty as well, does it? Given that uh, everything else around diesel, it could cost you one seventy nine a litre this week and and two euros 20 next week. So does it give you a bit of certainty uh, that helps you plan? It, it gives us the certainty, but only it's more expensive. You know, we know, we know we're paying more, but what we don't know is how efficient it is. And it seems to be more efficient than the old diesel that we used to use. So we're trying to find a, a balance now between the um, extra cost that the HVO costs and the extra efficiencies that we're hoping to get out of it. Now, of course, this, this isn't something that will dictate uh, whether you bring your kids down ice skating or not, but it just shows you that companies have to make conscious decisions in the current environment. It would have been just as easy not to do this. So why did you? It certainly would have been. It certainly would have been much easier. Yeah. Why did we? Because we we actually have a conscience. It's something that we've been looking at for quite a while. Uh, we're also looking at trying to make um, all aspects of the business, including our sister business, Zipit, more environmentally friendly. Um, you know, it's something that I think everybody has to take some responsibility for. And we just felt if we were going on the way we were, we just would not be sustainable in a very few years. Mm-hmm. So we said we have to bite the bullet we have to do this um and yeah um it's just a personal personal responsibility that we feel that we have that everybody should be taking on well fair to use 90 percent reduction in co2 emissions so we have to salute that now the event itself um i i was thinking about this uh, and and how it was done in previous years it has rained non-stop uh, since you opened three weeks ago uh, and i was thinking how are they going to manage this everyone's going to be miserable going around skating in the rain but you, you you've you've negated that risk have you 
We have, absolutely. Yeah, that was a big call from last year, to be quite honest with you. Everybody loved the trail, but we had um, some uh, issues with managing with the weather. You know, it was very difficult for people. So this year we decided to put it all in under big, huge marquee, the biggest marquee we have ever worked with. I think the biggest in certainly that's in the south of Ireland at the minute. Um, so it's kind of two set up in two ways. For those who like the old style, um, just bit larger ice rink, we have that. We have a small area for newbies to try out their skates and take their time. And then we also, that then leads on into the trail. So we've tried to create um, the feeling that you're skating through a woodland. I think it's worked out really well. It's very festive and the, the beauty of it is it's all indoors so you can come no matter how much it's bucketing raining and in fact it's great and um, that you can actually get out and do something healthy and you know um, some vigorous exercise with the whole family and not get rained upon yeah well I mean this is very important <laughs> given the weather we're having at the moment I don't know if it's going to get any better and you can yeah. keep the temperature a little bit cooler inside as well I'm presuming that that's another thing that's good for the environment you can regulate it because there's a roof on it last year you had no roof Absolutely. And that was certainly a factor last year. You know, we had the warmest December on record last year. So that was very challenging. Um, but, you know, this this means having the roof on, this means it's much more controllable. We know exactly what we're dealing with each day, you know, and we just have to manage that. So we're going back to what we know best. But we, I have to say, everybody loved the trail, so we really felt, you know, we had to keep that element of it going. No, it's a wonderful addition, it really is, and I think you're going to be really busy in the next couple of weeks. But of course, Cool Runnings, it does, it's a Cork company, but it doesn't limit itself to Cork. You've opened in Dublin as well, in Blanchardstown. That's right. Actually, we've been in Blanchardstown now, I think, seven, eight years. Um, now, that is a standard large, large ice rink. You know, yeah, that you is know, almost Hold on to the good stuff for Cork, I agree. Don't give the Manthan fancy in Dublin. They'll only wreck it. But it is a very, <laughs> it's a very popular rink in Dublin. Oh, it's hugely popular. Yeah, hugely popular. We opened just last Friday and we've already had quite a number of uh, full sessions um, so the event in Cork, it's open to all ages as well, open to your your ability, whatever it might be for ice skating. Uh, uh, you don't have to be Torval and Dean, do you? You definitely don't have to be Torvald and Dean. Um, it, it's open to all ages. It's from three up is what we recommend. We have the penguins that the um, smaller people can use to help them get used to the ice at the beginning. And they're hugely popular. They need to be booked in advance. And then we also have the starter area, which is nice and slow and gentle for people to get, you know, used to their skates. And then if you want to go crazy or if you want to speed up, definitely the trail is the area. Area and okay. it's a, it's just a little bit more challenging because there's a few turns and twists, but it's all completely level. Okay. Um, it's very easy to I'm, manage. I'm booking my penguin now, Orla. I'll tell you that much in <laughs> advance. Ice skating and I have had a, yeah. an interesting history in the past, but I'll give it a go because it's worth it. What's the website if people want to book? The website is icekating.ie. Couldn't get any simpler than that. Icekating.ie. Orla O'Neill of Cool Running Events running down at Photo House uh, and uh, Gardens. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Thanks very much, Jonathan. Cheers. Imagine you could identify any nutrient deficiencies or maybe some health problems that you might have just through a single pinprick of blood on a home test. That is the idea behind a new business venture that's based in Kinsale. It's called Wild Atlantic Health and its founder is Jonathan Am, who's with me right now. Jonathan, how are you? 
Jonathan, I'm doing fantastic today. Thanks for having us on and uh, thank you for championing the cause of Cork-based companies. Absolutely. Well, that's what we do. And we have to stick up for other Jonathans. That, that, that <laughs> is the minimum we can do. Now, I'm going to begin with a dirty question. I am, uh, given that we are talking on a podcast, there are people who would have listened to podcasts about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and Theranos did things with a pinprick of blood and that turned out to be a big pile of nonsense. Uh, yours is different, I'm hoping. Absolutely, Jonathan. I mean, I think, you know, obviously blood lab laboratories have been around for, you know, 100 years. So I think there's, you know, tremendous science around testing. I think with the whole Theranos debacle, I mean, she was promising something that just wasn't there. And unfortunately, you know, very skillfully brought in tons of investors. And obviously the company came to nothing, which is which is always tragic. So, yeah, I think we're we're different. Um, you know, we're very um, precision based. We only use um, the top gold standard laboratories. And, you know, really what our tests do is they give um, people the opportunity to really test their biomarkers in advance. And I don't know if you've tried recently, but to get an appointment at a doctor these days is awfully difficult. And, you know, with our home test, you can simply order it on, online, uh, take the test. You can measure your vitamin D deficiency levels. You can measure your omega-3, which is a biomarker for inflammation. Um, and the results come back to your mobile phone within two weeks. So, yeah, we've done probably 200 tests so far. Um, we've had no hassles on the testing and customers have been delighted with their results. So do you send back um, the test card? Do you get immediate results? How does it work? So essentially, um, customers can buy the test kit through health stores. So we're probably in about 50 health stores so far. Um, or you can order it online directly from us. It, it arrives at your home the next day. Inside the test kit is a sample card. It's called dry blood spot testing. So instead of a, a full vial of blood, and obviously a lot of people are sensitive about needles, this is just a tiny pinprick. And there's two lancets inside the kit. You simply... Make sure that your hands are, are warmed and, and washed in, in hot water. And then just prick your finger on the side and tittle, a little blood spot will form. You gently drop that onto the card. That goes into a prepaid envelope. It's posted back to us in Riverstick. And then we send it on to the laboratory. You'd probably get your results back then within two weeks. And that comes back to you as the user um, via our mobile app. So not only would you get your baseline in terms of what your nutrient levels are, but you'd also get recommendations about what you could do from a nutritional perspective and also in terms of making positive lifestyle yeah. changes. We then obviously have developed supplements as well, and that helps to actually address any underlying deficiency that someone may have. How, how regulated a sector is this? Because you're dealing with human blood, number one, so presumably there are rules and, and regulations around that. But also, I mean, it, it is important you get this right as well. Is, is there oversight of some kind? How do you make sure that you are doing the right thing and, and the consumer can be assured that it is doing what it says in the tin? Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, you know, we, we do have a medical director, Dr. Neville Wilson, um, who's a medical doctor, but also has an interest, I guess, in, in the whole wellness space. He's been someone who's, you know, looked at omega-3 testing and vitamin D testing uh, for probably over 40 years in his career and has seen, you know, huge amounts of deficiency. So in terms of the, the oversight part, obviously, you know, we've, we've worked very closely with people within the medical community to do these tests. And then secondly, you know, everything we do testing-wise, you know, has to be approved by the Health Product Regulatory Authority in Ireland. So our kit is one of the only kits in Ireland where all the components and the kit itself 
carries the CE rating and certification of the test kits. You've been at this uh, for a bit, um, but you came up with this whole process during lockdown. Where we have had a lot of lockdown babies on Red Business. Is this your <laughs> lockdown baby? Absolutely, Jonathan. This, this is something we started, I guess, just before lockdown. You know, we started meeting investors and telling people about uh, preventative health and what, what that could offer. I think pre-COVID, you know, we got a bit of the deer in the headlights. Look, people were not aware of the importance of preventative health. But I think COVID certainly created a tipping point. So we were very fortunate in that it enabled us to really, you know, hibernate and hunker down and do a lot of the the research and thinking around the product formulations, both for the test kits and the supplements, and develop our full app. So we, we, we timed it, I think, quite well. And, you know, those lockdowns really helped our team to to really bond together during COVID and, and work a lot more smartly and agilely as a startup. Smart medicine is is a growth sector. Um, and obviously you're at a small scale now, but you're looking presumably to scale up because let's face it, you have got, as, as of this week, 8 billion potential customers on the planet. So where is next for Wild Atlantic Health? Well, I think, you know, we, we're a local company, so we've started local. You know, we're, we're doing a fantastic job online, selling online. You know, we've already picked up customers in, in the U.S., Switzerland, and the U.K. And then our strategy really is to, you know, partner with health stores in Ireland. So there's about 200 health stores in Ireland. We're in a couple in Cork, the key co-op, um, as well as Here's Health. And we're probably now at around 50 health stores, and our plan is to try and get to 200 um, within the next year. Okay, well, that's impressive, and it's a good starting point. What's the website if people want to look you up, Jonathan? It's wildatlantichealth.com. Wildatlantichealth.com. It's founder, Jonathan Am. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us on Red Business. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Fair to say the Victorian Quarter is one of the most up-and-coming social districts in Cork City, if not the entire country. Lots of restaurants and cafes, bars, hotels, even got a theatre within walking distance. And there are plans for further expansion and improvements of the area. Shane Clark is Director of Operations at the VQ. Shane, how are you? Lovely to talk to you again. I'm, I'm great, Jonathan. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, tell us about the plans you have, because Victoria Quarter, uh, I always said at the start, it sounds like it's made up, uh, but at the same time, it's been thoroughly embraced by the businesses in that part of the world. And now McCurtain Street, as opposed to being a place you ended up by accident, it's a destination. Well, it is a destination and there's there's more to come. Um, it's been a long time sort of coming, the Victorian Quarter and the VQ. It was originally the McCurtain Street Traders um, and then it morphed into the Victorian Quarter. And I think during COVID, rather sort of counterintuitively, the area slightly went mad. Um, we had a, an influx of amazing new businesses, restaurants, bars, cafes, and also we had the sort of burgeoning Docklands down in Horgan's Quay and Penrose Wharf. So we brought sort of uh, the 19th century bit and the 21st century bit together. And the guys who were running the uh, the Victoria Quarter, I suppose at the end of a very busy day job, you know, all entrepreneurs decided uh, this is getting a bit too uh, big for its boots. We ought to do this professionally decided to form a company, the VQ, and employ somebody to do their bidding. And I was I was lucky enough to take the baton from them. So um, that's where we are. We launched our plan last night in the Metropole. Uh, brilliant reception, lovely turnout. And uh, we're looking forward to an exciting an exciting future. Um, so tell us a little bit about it, because I remember when, when Coronation Street uh, expanded out beyond Coronation Street and moved around the corner. Uh, is that what you're planning on doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, there, there was a street next door. Nobody paid attention to it before now. Yeah. 
we have we have imperial ambition. So I think what we're looking at is, uh, you know, the heart and soul is McCurtain Street, uh, and it was really appropriate that we were in the Metropole last night, which is the beating heart of of McCurtain Street. But we're looking all the way down to Kent Station. We're looking up to sort of St. Luke's. Uh, we're looking up, I suppose, across, if you like, to sort of Heidegger on that side. And uh, it's, you know, people talk about a 15-minute neighbourhood. I think we've got the sort of five-minute neighbourhood there. We've got, we got a brilliant residential community who we're linked to. We've got train station. We've got bus connects coming. We've got lovely public realm coming. And we've got a real great diversity of businesses. So um, it sort of makes sense to sort of broaden it out. And the reception we've got from from those businesses and communities has been really embracing. So that, that's really great. To and it, it is really great to, to go down there and see all of that activity because, as I said, it used to be a dead street. It used to be a traffic black spot. Now, they are changing the traffic flow. Are you going to lose any of that lovely kind of wide pedestrian uh, walkway uh, as a result of that? Are you going to hold on to that? And God willing, in the summer months, we can be sitting outside again. Um, well, uh, actually, we're, we're going to end up with a with a world class bit of public realm on McCurtain Street uh, and Bridge Street. Um, so those temporary plastic build outs were, which were largely a, a brilliant success and facilitated outdoor dining on the street, and sort of started to change the mindset. Starting in January ish, uh, City Council with the NTA are probably pouring circa, I don't know the exact figure, but circa sort of 7 million euro worth of investment down the street that'll take it from one way as a sort of a through dual carriageway to two way, take out about 50%, I think I'm right in saying, of the traffic uh, and have a, you know, basically have a lovely urban carpet uh, onto which we will, you know, have a really high standard of sort of outdoor dining. We'll have uh, greening. Um, so yes, we will be able to go outside and we won't be choking with all the pollution that we have been probably for the last couple of years. So mm. it, I, I think when people see the plans and when they are realised, it will utterly kick us on to the next stage. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, we've seen the appeal of the marina market, uh, albeit uh, yes. up in the air at the moment yes. as to what that's going to look Indeed. like long term. But um, it just shows you there was an appetite out there. It doesn't always have to be one thing or another. It, it's a mix. And is that mix what you think you've got right in Victorian Quarter? I think that's the, the, the DNA, the USB, whatever you want to call it, is the mix. It is the diversity. It is the independence. Um, you know, Temple Bar, for example, in Dublin was a, an absolutely world-beating, world-class bit of urbanism back when it was first done. And it sort of slightly lost the run of itself in terms of, uh, you know, turning into sort of a drinking den. Now, well, there is still it it, it got lost with notions. I mean, we're not going to get those notions down it's, here, Shane Clark. God forbid, God forbid. So I think actually having, you know, having the, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker sort of approach to things, having residences are uh, fundamental to it. We, you know, we are, there's, a, there's an amazing, nobody sort of, everyone knows about it, but nobody really talks about it. We have one of the sort of exemplar clusters of education in Ireland in the area. And so all that mixed together makes a proper neighbourhood, a really genuine proper neighbourhood. I, I, I live up the hill, so that's sort of my high street, if you like. And I, I think that's what we've we've got to sort of marshal that carefully over the com- over the coming year. So mm. I completely agree with Well, that. I look forward to being down there again uh, on a night out sometime soon, because as I said, it is turning into a destination of choice uh, for people who are going out, because it really does have a little bit of everything. Shane Clark, Director of Operations at the Victoria Quarter. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, Shane. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Now, as we come to the end of a year, and boy, didn't that year go fast. It is an important time for businesses to reflect on what has gone before, but more importantly, time to plan for the year ahead. But what if you 
don't have that within you? What if the environment has changed around you? Or what if you're worried about things that might necessarily not come off? Are you a procrastinator when it comes to big decisions? And does the idea of making a plan stress you out of your head? Well, our next guest can help you with that. Andrew Walker, business consultant. How are you? I'm very good, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Great to speak to you. Let's talk about your business, first of all, Beacon Commercial Business Services. When did you set up in Cork and what exactly do you do? We set up in April 2021 after moving back to Ireland after 34 years. Um, We work with small business owners basically to help them improve the profit of their business, growth and ultimately the value of their business. Okay, so all the good stuff, um, but what we are terrible at really is planning. Yeah, you live in the now, uh, you, you don't quite go from paycheck to paycheck if you're running a business, but you, you tend to be involved so much it's hard to plan. Is, is that a common theme that comes through? Absolutely, Jonathan, it's that perfect summary. And if you can imagine the hamster wheel with the business owner stuck in the middle of it, running around, not taking the time to step off and think what's working, what's not working, where do I want to go with my business? They're really stuck in the day-to-day operations. Um, So we have a multitude of challenges right now. Um, And again, something that I come across on a regular basis is you've got people who go, I can't be dealing with this right now. I need to focus on what's in front of me. And, And problems creep up. And let's face it, inflation is probably the biggest problem we have right now. What are businesses not doing to deal with that, Andrew? Jonathan, small business is especially... They're not taking the time to really look at their operations, not really taking the time out of the business to look at what's happening in the external environment, what's worked for them in the current year, and what do they want to achieve in 2023? What are, what are, what are their goals? And there's a saying which a lot of people have heard, a goal without a plan is just a wish. See, absolutely, despite how busy you may be, have to take the time out to put together a plan, involve your team, and look and understand where you want to take the business moving forward. And that's where our goal as Beacon Business is to help business owners. Mm. And it's really that communications piece that people tend to stick their head in the sand about. There may be ideas out there on how you can uh, reduce some of your overheads, maybe. It may be an idea of a new income stream that you haven't thought of. But if you don't speak to the people who are dealing directly with your customers and take all of that burden on yourself, you you really are going to struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. The knowledge within your business will be surprise you at many times. The guy is on the front line. The guy is taking the incoming calls. But, you know, Jonathan, the other key factor which people often forget, understand who your key customers are and do you understand their plans? Do you know where they want to go with the business, how you can mutually grow together? You know, it costs a lot to acquire new customers. So focus on those customers that generate the majority of your turnover and profit. Mm, I actually did a conference recently for Enterprise Ireland on this. And it's the idea of companies as they grow uh, tend to stick with what they would have done at the start. So you may be holding on to customers who generate a very small percentage of your income and they take a lot of your time when you should be focusing on others who probably would give you more room for growth. You're you're not turning your back on, on the ones who started you out but at the same time you do need to focus if there's pressure absolutely Jonathan think it's the old 20 80 20 rule it's still as relevant today as it was when they first started talking about it 20 percent of your customers more likely than not 
will drive 80% of your profit. So do you as a small business truly understand who those customers are? That's a key question to ask yourself as a business owner. What's the most important thing you think a business can do right now, given that we have all of these pressures on the outside? You've got inflation, you've probably got your overheads going up, you've got your staff costs going up as well because you can't leave people on the same money they were on before if there's inflation out there. What's the biggest bit of advice you could give to someone? I would say there's a couple of key elements there. It's cash flow. Uh, if you're not looking at cash flow forecasts now, you should be months down the line. Work with your accountant or your finance team to, to do that. Be very transparent with your, your, your team, if you're, unless you're a solopreneur and it's just yourself. Involve the team. Make sure they understand where you are as a business and the challenges you're facing. And then, you know, the key thing is, with, especially with sales and marketing teams, you know, business owners have been very supportive throughout COVID with their teams. Now, maybe it's a chance just to say, guys, we just need that 10% more. That can make the real difference for us as we get through these challenging economic times. Mm. You mentioned that you came back to Ireland after a prolonged period. Where were you and what prompted the decision to come back? Ah, uh, you know, between myself and my wife, my wife's from Chile. So we, I, I worked in the UK and we met in the Netherlands. My wife moved from Chile to Spain and then to the Netherlands. Um, so we've, between the four, the two of us, we've covered four countries. And what prompted us to come back? You know, it was COVID. Uh, March 2020, we were sitting in our garden, the lockdown, beautiful sunny weather. And my wife said, you know, this could be the time to make the break and move back to Ireland. And that was it. So COVID really was a driver for us to come to Ireland. Well, England's loss is definitely Cork's gain. What's the website if people want to look up the business, Andrew? Well, Jonathan, we're just redoing the website, so I would just say you can contact me at andrew at bbcs.ie or you'll find me on LinkedIn, the company's Beacon Business Commercial Services. Andrew Walker of Beacon Business Commercial Services, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on Red Business. Jonathan, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And that's it from this episode. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Don't forget our partner video series with thanks to Cork's local enterprise offices is live right now on redfm.ie. New episodes go up there every week as well as we showcase the very best businesses supported by the Leos across Cork. Fiona Corcoran was the producer on this episode. And as always, we will catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.